Welcome to episode 113 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Well, Hillary. Hi! We're back here again! My favorite. I, I gotta tell you, uh, I heard, more gar- a, I heard more garbage. A, more garbage. I heard a lot about that rant that I went on last week. Ooh! I know. Good. Um, oh, rants. <laughs> they were all lovely rants they though. were and so it turns out i don't know some sort of a coincidence we didn't time it but that episode dropped the morning of the don't say gay yeah vote and we found out or no it was the day before so that we found out later in the afternoon on that wednesday that um chip lamarca who i fucking Ugh. ripped a new goddamn asshole um he decided to vote no with uh, six other Republicans who were all given permission by leadership. They have to go to Republican leadership and ask if Give they can me, vote against I, this. I gotta s- so they can come back yeah. to their heavily LGBTQ yes. districts and, and not and be pretend. Hung, strung up and hung or whatever And pretend called. like they're an ally. Right. So, um, you And know, it's not right. And I said, I said this to you in a text, or maybe I said it to our friend Nancy Fry, mm-hmm. that it's not right that you get to check the box and act like you're an ally when you did nothing, when yeah. you weren't on the floor, yeah. when you didn't fight against it, yeah. when you weren't vocal the entire time, and now you get to go, oh, I didn't vote for it. Like, to me, it, that, that is such a cowardly shit move. Didn't vote for any of the amendments that would have watered this down and made and it better. No, he voted for all of those amendments. No, no accolades. Uh, no, he, they do not deserve any accolades. So, so that's what the nice, so, that, so we hear, this comes out, he says he's not going to vote for it. It's in the paper. It's all over the place. It's and then so, and he gets airtime. And time. then the next day when he actually votes no, Democrats, Equality Florida, uh, some Democrats and Equality Florida were all like, thank you to the gang of seven. Oh, please. <laughs> they don't deserve anybody's <laughs> thanks. Honey, they don't, they don't deserve, deserve our it. thanks. They don't deserve our gratitude. And you know why? Because it dawned on me this morning of, of why I feel like this. Let me tell you why. Because I know I said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you if you vote for this. And now he voted against it. I'm, sa- I'm still going to say fuck you. And here's why. Yeah. Because there are votes that aren't Democrat or Republican, they're fucking human. They're human votes, like abortion, right? Because when you vote for that, you put my life in danger and any other person with a uterus in this fucking state. And the don't say gay bill, it's a human vote. And so you're supposed to vote no. Right. We shouldn't be wondering how the fuck you're gonna vote. And the because your past speaks for itself. Right. You, put, you voted last week, uh, last year against trans children. We can't count on your vote. So it's a surprise. But this, but this vote means nothing. This vote means nothing. It means nothing, but it shouldn't. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't get thanks and gratitude for something you're supposed to fucking do as a representative who, you know, it's, he doesn't just represent district 93, his vote and all of these votes affect every single person across this state of Florida. So you don't get my debt, my, uh, thank you or my gratitude for something you're supposed to fucking do. Be a human being. How about you're supposed to support women and girls and anyone with a uterus in this fucking state? How about that vote? You yeah, know, yeah, that vote's not. You're not happen. coming back to Broward a hero, and we're gonna make sure of it. We're gonna make sure that everybody knows who the fuck you are. That's not gonna stop. I will see you oh at Bobby God. Rubino's, and <laughs> I will fucking yell at you. Like that's gonna Bobby happen. Bobby Rubino's, and it's I can't get over. I, I really can't get over the accolades that we're sort of pouring in. I really can't By because way, <clears throat> it's not fair. It's not fair that they know that it's going to pass with or without them. That's right. So now they get that's to pretend they, like they're a fucking hero when they did nothing the entire right. time. That's why. Because if you yeah. really cared 
Um, you know, and I said this to you, like you said last week, like there's the Republicans will talk about their bill and everyone stays silent. They all stayed silent. Yep. They all stay, stayed silent. Like having this final thing at the end to try to prove that you're somebody that you're not. Yeah. Like we see through the bullshit. Yeah. You are never going to get a thanks from me. You know when you'll get a thanks from me? When you're fucking voted out. I'll say thank you for your waste, for wasting <laughs> fucking four years of my life. Yeah. And ruining, and, and ruining and, and our district. Contributing. Your, your name forever will be down in the history books of Florida that you are, were a Republican who supported some of the fucking most dangerous legislation this state has ever fucking seen. That will never go away. That history will remember every single one of you fucking bigoted motherfuckers. Everyone will remember the people who put women and girls and, and anyone with a uterus in the most dangerous fucking place. I, and I, I was talking to a friend about this this morning about abortion. Like I told you the last episode, we're going to have to travel our asses up to yeah. fucking North Carolina. Well, guess what? All of these safe havens for abortion, which North Carolina, I'm shocked, but I'm sure that'll yeah. change soon. But yeah. they'll copy and paste this bullshit, right? But uh, they're overrun with cases, right. with, with, with patients. Because there's several states right? only having one so location to every, go to. Yeah, they're all rushing there. So, And uh. also, when you're pregnant and you don't want to be anymore... You're on a fucking ticking clock. Yes. So you've got so many weeks, depending on the state. I mean, right. it used to be 20 weeks here, but, it, or, you know, whatever, uh, 22 weeks. But now you're on a ticking clock. And if their schedule is backed up, how fa- And by I, the way, by the time you realize you're pregnant, right. you're already now on a five-week time click, yeah. click, right? So, like, you've got to get transportation, money, get on the book somewhere to get the abortion. Like, this is insane what they're fucking doing. Well, and the other thing that is the scary thing about this is that, you know, um, abortions are, are different at different stages now than mm-hmm. they were 20 yes. years ago. You know, you can take a pill and... The thing that is very scary and worrisome to me is young girls mm. ordering pills online oh, and who knows what the hell they're going to take. And it's going to be a modern day version of, of the hangers, you know, That's like right. symbolically, we're going to put our kids at risk of, of, of having to do a desperate thing. And they have to trust that what's coming in the mail nope. um, is going to be safe for them. It's so weird it's, because it's, after it's the Texas, right. after the Texas right. abortion ban last year, that's all I saw were like ads for like a home abortion or people promoting like, Hey, if this happens to you, here's a place where you can order it. And I thought to myself, if you could buy a bottle of fucking aspirin, right? Like a scumbag would and put it up and say, this is an yes. abortion pill. That's a possibility yes, that they're course. getting this fucking Tylenol so, yeah, or something. What, or, or if it's laced with something that yeah. could kill them yeah. or, you know, it's, it's, why are we doing this to people? Because they don't, they have never in the history of the fucking world valued women's bodies or women period yeah point blank period they don't fucking (sighs) value women at all democrats too they don't value us no so (sighs) it's entirely fucking frustrating so what passed uh don't say gay pass and let's talk about what that is because that'll be showing up at your doorstep wherever the fuck you live next and that is you cannot in schools a child, by the way, they added a great amendment um, yeah. that passed that a child comes to their teacher yeah. where they feel safe and they come out. That teacher now has 30 fucking days that they're mandated to tell it to the parents. Yeah. So, and and sounds like a great way yeah. to send that kid home every day, right. right? And And not all of these, not every family, obviously, with these bills demonstrate that there are people who are 
very much against the LGBTQ yep. community. And so now you're going to put children at risk of being homeless, of being yep. thrown out, of being uh, 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 having to go to conversion therapy. Suicide, are, suicide uh, rates, hello. It, these are children. I don't understand. Like, and 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 for for teachers who are openly gay. Oh my god! Can they talk about their? You know, nope. I I as a teacher, like, I'll go. Oh, my husband, blah blah blah. You know, like you you mention things like you're with these people every single day. How was your weekend? Oh yeah, we did this. So now they they can't talk about their partners. Nope. They can't mention anything because God forbid, then a kid goes home and says, Oh, my teacher said, you know, uh, her wife. And then some teacher then now is sued. Yeah. Is going to be sued. Well, listen, let me say something else. I'm 30. Whatever, sue me. I was 30 when I had my daughter, right? So she's, I'm 30 years out from seventh grade where she's in school. Nobody came out. Nobody was out. In high school, nobody was out. You maybe had an idea. Although I was, my friend, my friend Jordan, who's listening and a patron. Hi, Jordan. Hi. We used to make out in his bedroom after school and we'd eat these reason candies and watch like oh soap operas. Oh my God, and Watch reason. soap operas and they were delicious. <laughs> That's he, like a grandma he, he loved this, like, he loved this, it wasn't spearmint. What's the other one? Wintergreen. Winter, yeah, he had this wintergreen gum. It was delicious. Anyway, we would make out. He came out later on. <laughs> I had no idea. Maybe it was a soap opera. I should have known. I have no idea. Anyway. Uh, nobody came out in high school. Like that wasn't a thing. No. Well, and, my, my and, sister's friends and kids were also, I remember kids who were suspected of being gay and, and being bullied, bullied and, right. and, good and point. treated such horribly, a good point. such a good point. Horribly. Tina. Yeah. Because my daughter's now, like I said, 30 years behind me, what has happened in the last three decades is fucking incredible. And it's a credit to every LGBTQ person who stepped out of the closet and said, I'm no longer going to hide who I right. am. And it made it a normal thing in our society, which is what it should be. It's what it always should have been. So my daughter starts middle school and a girl's like, I'm bi, I'm non-binary. Right. They're, they're literally using correct yes, pronouns. Yes. And they go, cool. My, my daughter will literally roll these pronouns off when she's talking about her friends that are all different. Like we don't, you know, yeah. or they're not, all of the things that, and, and, and they're eating lunch. They're it's like, beautiful. yeah, I'm gay. And they're like, cool. Pass the fucking ketchup. Yes. Nobody fucking, the teachers are open. Her favorite teacher, who's an incredibly amazing science teacher at the school. I mean, he's a doll baby. And took her under his wing and like totally made her like the favorite student. And she just loves this man. Openly gay. Talked about his partner. Yeah. I, He's gonna, what are we doing to people? But the progress we made, we're trying to stop progress. Yeah, you can't stop progress though. And the suicide rates, I guarantee, I, have gone down in gay children. Oh. There's no doubt about it over the last 30 years. Why are you do- endangering people's lives, children's lives? To attack children is the most cowardly thing I've ever fucking seen. And they should all be ashamed. They should and, all and be ashamed. You know, I, I, I had a, a student who had, had come out as, um, this was um, a while ago, who had come out as trans mm-hmm. and openly talked about it. And some kids in that classroom were like, what does that mean? Like what? And they had this beautiful conversation. Yeah. And like, what, what would happen now? I, I, I just, I really find it unfair and terrible. Like these are kids, you know what I mean? Well, like you want to be an asshole to adults, Yeah. you know, but these are children. It, 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 I don't understand it. I, I think all of it is just garbage. Well, okay. So that's it. Like, listen, not that that's it, but yeah. This is the time, like, this is the time to start showing up for this community and all communities like, you know, allies, cisgender, 
straight allies, our place is to support and to show up and to take, not jump in front of a trans person and say, you should be giving them their rights yeah. to stand behind them and allow, allow them to speak for themselves right. because they're perfectly capable, believe me, of doing that. But to be supportive, I'm wearing, I bought this shirt on. Uh, I love it. I bought it on, on Amazon. I love the font. Um, Bezos heavy, but it's, <laughs> it says protect trans, trans kids. I am going to walk around all day shopping and doing the things I need to do as a straight white cisgender ally. I'm not looking for a pat on the back, but what I'm saying is we need to silently, if it's a silent protest by wearing a shirt, let everybody around you know. That right. we need to start sp- standing up and that they need to be aware that there are children that are under attack and they need to be aware of it. I don't even give a fuck if somebody says something to me. I'm oh, going to tell, tell them to go fuck, sick it Let's right up their go. fucking ass. Let's but go. It's, it's time. It's fucking time. And, and the thing is, and I'm, I, I don't know if I'm making a huge stretch here, but we have women being attacked. We have our LGBTQ community being attacked. We have um, our schools now restricting the woke history, act, right? Anti-woke about act about what we can talk about in terms of black history or um, about Nazi Germany. Mm. And we currently, there is the, a war has happened, yeah. right? We have Ukraine who has been invaded by a power maniac, dictator that I have to think about how do I talk to my kids about what the hell is happening? Because we grew up and it was, you know, there was desert storm and the Iran Contra and, you know, even, even the war on terror (laughs) that wasn't, it it wasn't an invasion of we're going to go take over, right? There were, there were, they were all wrong, but this is something different. Yeah. And this is very dangerous. This is the closest that we are to world war three. You know what I mean? And we have people in this country like our governor Mm -hmm. and the former president who sit and are celebrating what this man is doing. And these Republicans who are celebrating what, what Putin is doing. And it's not a far leap to say, if we have people like DeSantis remaining in power, someone like Trump getting reelected during this kind of chaos, what is going to happen in this country? Because then they're going to end up supporting that man. Right. And that is a dangerous, dangerous, like we, we are on the brink of, of we either unite, because this should be the time that we are united. It's the but, end of democracy and, and as we know it, And the Tina. thing that is so stupid that these, that these Trump-supporting Republicans don't understand is that this guy has been planting seeds for years to sow division in our country, mm. to sow this division. And now we're divided. And he play, this, he's not stupid. No. Everything has been calculated with him. Now we are weak. And that's just what he needs is for another superpower to be weak. Mm. While he wants to go, you know, run across and he's not stopping at Ukraine. He's going to push to Poland and then that's it. Then what? Mm. And, and it doesn't, you know, and the, and the ideas of that guy, when, when, when we have a bill like that, that the, the anti-mob bill that our governor DeSantis put forward, yes. and you see people in Russia who are going to die, those protesters that are uh, protesting against that war because it's not allowed, they don't have that freedom of assembly, those who got arrested, they're going to die. Mm. You think they're going to go sit in jail and stay there? They're going to be killed. And, and you want to support and praise someone like DeSantis who's doing similar things in our state. Mm. It's garbage. Like there are parallels and it's like, like, wake up. Oh, wake Wake up, up. wake up, wake the fuck up. God damn it. It's so true. It's so true. 
And it's, uh, you know, again, uh, I, I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I said it at that co- when I was at that caucus. I don't need you to be fucking, impa- you know, have the passion that Tina and I share. We have enough passion to fucking fuel the whole state to flip this motherfucker. That's how fucking fired up we are every second of the day about politics. We are. Yeah. We have passion. And everybody we hang out with is the same way. Yes. That's all we talk about. Yes. It's all we talk about midterms who's getting elected who's a piece of shit who can we get out who can yeah how are we gonna fight this holy shit we're fucking dry like we have enough passion to fuel this we don't need you to be passionate we don't need you to stay that informed but what i need you to do more than anything is to vote vote and i will give you all the tools you need I, I, please, oh my God. I will we, you know what we should do? Send us a we should email. make We should make a Muck Podcast voter toolkit yes. that you guys can download. Voter That's what we're toolkit. doing. We're doing it. We're yeah. going to do this. Here's the other thing. We're going to do this. Because we have we have listeners all across the country. Yes. I mean, out Florida, I can tell you like the back off the back of my right. head. But if there you're in, you can do in a Michigan, yeah. a New York, a California, and you're, you're not as informed as you'd like to be, we will do that for you. We yes. will look up and say, okay, who the fuck are we should be looking right. at in this county? Please, there is no excuse anymore. Your vote, I, I, I can't even It's the even most powerful expl- thing that you yeah, have. I can't even explain to you. And if, if I put a post up today with this shirt saying, please, everybody stand up for the trans community. But, but what I really said was, it doesn't even matter if there's an anti-trans bill in your state right now. Call your state rep and just say you don't want anything say, like that. This is how I feel about the trans community. How do you feel? And if they don't give you the answer that you're looking for, you say you have just lost my vote. Yeah. And believe me, it's the biggest boner killer they're ever going to hear. <laughs> they want that vote. They want that power. And you say to them, "You've lost my vote," and I'm going to tell all my friends and family in your district that they shouldn't be voting for you because you don't support the trans community, or you don't support abortion rights, or you don't support, you know. Yeah. We, democracy we, we, so like that's what we can do threaten them where they fucking live and that is in the voting booth they yes. want that vote more than anything in the world so just which is take why it away which is take why it. they're restricting voting access right, right that's why they're restricting voting access right so we need to make sure that we're right on top of that rose um Okay, I have a whole other thing, but you know what? I'm just going to skip it, and I'm going to tell you this, that next, or this coming Wednesday, because this is Saturday, so Wednesday I am recording an episode of That Record Got <gasps> Me High. I can't wait. Oh, so excited. This has been like, it, uh, yeah, it's been it's months. months. It's been I months. Booked it, it's I booked months. it in like October. Yeah. Uh, but Rob, uh, who hosts That Record Got Me High, I sent him a message. And I was like, yo, it's been a minute. I've been on the <laughs> podcast. And so he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, what do you want to do now? <gasps> Honey, you know what I'm bringing to the table. Uh-oh. I am Uh-oh. bringing BB Bridges. Oh, yes. This is Punisher. the happy news I need today. <laughs> yes, we're going to do Punisher. And so he's like, do you want to do Zoom or in person? I'm like, no, no, we need to do in person because I'm going to be wearing my skeleton Phoebe Bridgers outfit. Oh, my God. I'm going full I Phoebe. I love you so much. Yeah, I'm going full Phoebe. So Yay. I'll go record over at Rob's on Ooh, Wednesday. And we're going and- to be tagging Phoebe Bridgers everywhere Woo! with this. I know. I love oh! it so much. Just please look at me, Phoebe. Look at, look at my eyes. <laughs> Look how much I love you. <laughs> so we'll record on Wednesday. It should come out Saturday, March 5th, which, by the way, is a day before my birthday. <gasps> oh, isn't there a birthday celebration happening soon? Yes. Ooh! So, and then. <laughs> I need a birthday celebration. Yes. I'm going to be falling everywhere. There's going to be a couple. That's okay. So we're going to do <gasps> Thursday <gasps> roller skating, oh, Friday sorry. karaoke. <laughs> yes. 
Bitch, we're going to big yes, this year. We are going yes, big. Yes, yes, yes. Celebrate that girl. We're gonna celebrate her. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So roller skating and then karaoke. That sounds so and I fun. It. I confirmed it last night with Justin. I was like, "Would you do karaoke after roller skating?" He goes. Well, let's see how roller skating goes. I'm like, no, 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 no. And no. Emma said definitely karaoke uh, and roller skating. So I can't wait. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a good Everything next, next that week I need. or Ooh! two weeks, I guess. But it'll be really good. Party. <sighs> Girl, I can't take it anymore. We got we to enjoy the little things, I, I suppose. Yes. All right, let's get you ready. Yeah. Okay. You're first. I am first. I am going to tell you about the Linwood Vikings. What? I know. Like Vikings with the... No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go that international. Remember last week you were like, we can do international. (laughs) Yeah, no, not that. Okay, so the Linwood Vikings is one of of many what are called deputy gangs of the Los Angeles (gasps) County Sheriff's Department. Now- you might have touched on this. This is going to sound oh. a little familiar because oh. one of your stories kind of hit this a little oh. bit. I had to go back and listen to the episode because okay. I was like, I know this person's yeah. name. Okay. Okay. So it, th- these gangs like appear to fit the definition of what a gang is according to this penal code, right? So so they call them deputy gangs. I love this. I know. So And they're all in different departments, right? And it's always like you know, a group inside of the, whatever that station is. And so the Linwood station is in oh, Los Angeles. I, this, I, I don't, I've never heard of this. I know it's, it is wild. So the Linwood Vikings faction was based at the now defunct Linwood station of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's department, uh, whose members were sworn sheriff, uh, deputy sheriffs oh. in the department. Uh, its members have included Paul Tanaka, who I'll talk about a little bit. He was a deputy sheriff and, uh, the second in command to the sheriff Lee Baca. Oh, now, you covered yes. Lee Baca, Lee Baca. on yep, episode yep, yep. 73. Um, he was a corrupt sheriff because he was like basically sanctioning violence in the, in the jails. Remember? Yes. yes. It was huge. And Ugh, there was a big federal investigation and he got taken down and Tanaka, Paul Tanaka was his second in command, his Lieutenant, blah, blah, blah. He was also got wrapped up in that federal investigation and eventually goes down. I think mm. he's still in prison. I was looking Damn. it up. Yeah. So that's in episode 73. It's a great episode because it's also, yeah. it's the so episode you, called Benefer oh. <laughs> You yeah. talk about how Lee Baca was giving celebrities. Yes. Um, the, like gun licenses yes. and Ben Affleck got it. And yeah. it was right when Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got together and you say, what about Benefer? And I was like, oh, <laughs> And you're shit. like, I want a Benefer sandwich yeah. or something. I was like, listen, contact <laughs> me. I will be in a throuple with oh, you two. My. Jesus Christ. That's when they were like on the boat, yeah. right? There were pictures of them yes. like on a And yacht. they're still together. Can Good you believe for them. this? Good for oh, them. Yeah, Good. Just be it. happy. I mean, she is just stunning. I, I I, mean- She has always just been gorgeous. And like, doesn't look like she's done anything to her face. Do you know what I mean? Like, it looks like she's just this natural like age yeah, progression. Yeah, no, no. She does stunning. not. Yeah, she doesn't, you know- Yeah, they start to look a little funky. Yeah, they look a little, and I- which God bless. They're in an industry Listen, where this is a terrible thing. That however, they have to, however, I would yeah, rather to far. see. Don't go too far. No. Cause some of these actresses, I'm like, I know. wait, what? Why? I why? Know. I know. Why? I know. Vanity. It's our very media. Sad. Yeah. It's just, I what, another, another harm that we have done to women because men are still permitted to age gracefully yeah. Yeah. and women are not allowed that, but yeah. there are some female actors. Yeah. I was thinking like are, a Meryl Streep. I don't know if Meryl Streep's had anything done, but her skin looks incredible. Yeah. Um, the other one is she did, she did all those Woody Allen movies and she still stands up. Oh, Diane, Keaton. Diane Keaton. I think she, yeah, she has not had a lot of yeah. work done at all. I think all. she looks good. Who's the, is it the, the Maggie, um, Gyllenhaal? No, 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 no. The older lady. Oh, who's with, what's her name? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who uh, you're talking 
talking about? But like she's aged, but she yeah. still looks like a, a yeah. beautiful oh, older skin, woman. You know? Such beautiful skin. Uh, so oh, that's what I want. <sighs> Me too. Beautiful skin. My Italian skin. Oh, wait, let's post for a minute. Hi. <laughs> We also, are just speaking, ridiculous. Speaking of skin, by ridiculous. the way, my pool, I, I hired a pool person, oh. a pool company. So my pool is looking fabulous. And by the way, it's getting a little warm out. Summertime like we're gonna, pool party. We're going to be able to start laying out oh. again. Thank God. Thank God. All right, let's get back to these LA Sheriff Department gang banger motherfuckers, all right? Okay. So what does a law consider a gang, right? So under section 186.22 of the California Penal Code, a criminal gang is described as any organization or group of three or more people that, one, has a common name or identifying sign or symbol, two, has has uh, as one of its primary activities the commission of one of a long list of California criminal offenses, right? So they're, com- okay. they're committing crimes. Three, whose members have engaged in a pattern of criminal gang activity, either alone or together, right? Okay. And so based on this description, that's why they call these little groups of, of de- de- deputies gangs. Because so, all no, they- And they're, they're all, all, so wait- so these deputies are all committing crimes yes. and there's pockets of them yes. all over LA. So let's say, oh, so dang. here we have the Broward Sheriff's Department, right? And so you got Pompano mm-hmm. Beach, right? right? And so inside Pompano, this is, this is not a thing. I'm just yeah. making it for a reference. Don't knock at my door, Pompano. Hypothetical. Um, let's say in that, there's, let's say the hundred deputies that work there. There'll be 20 of them that roam together and do and these just things, doing bad things and they call themselves a group. Oh yeah. God, how and they disgusting. Get, oh my God, girl, it gets oh. dark. So there are at least 18 gangs within the Los Angeles County Sheriff's are Department. Are you kidding me? And I have the names because you know we love the names oh. of things that I love. So some of the gang names are Banditos, okay. Buffalo Soldiers, Ugh. Cavemen, Compton, uh, Cavemen, Compton uh, exec- Executioners, Cowboys, Grim Reapers, Jump Out Boys, Little Devils, Little Red Devils, Linwood Vikings, Pirates, Posse, Rattlesnakes, Regulators, Spartans, Tasmanian Devils, 3,000 Boys, 2,000 boys, and the Wayside Whiteys. I think the Wayside Whiteys explains it all. Yeah. So they also had, um, and I'll have a picture. In a, there's <laughs> the a picture. Wayside Whiteys. Yeah. It's the lamest name I've ever oh. heard. And this is, that's what mine would be because I was you creative. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to come up with this shit. I'll tell you so what. Wayside Whiteys. I know. So, oh my um, God. So with each one of these little gangs, there's a tattoo that corresponds no, with it. No, these are cops. These are fucking cops. These are cops that are, that are the way, sworn to protect I, people. Yes. And I, they have gotten gang symbol. Like, yes. do they not see the irony? No, no, that's, well, I'm going to get into that. There's a whole psychological thing behind this that I thought was very fascinating, which I, I was thinking about cutting out, but I was like, no, no, this makes yeah. so much sense to understand like why this is. But um, in our notes there, I have one of our pictures, my pictures is there's four, you can see four of these tattoos. Oh God. It's fucking incredible. What is the wayside whiteies? Like, is I, don't, it, I don't know. That's not in there. It's, it's, like, is it just like, is the, it a white the, boy like this? Or, or I was going to say like the Wonder Bread symbol, <laughs> like something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so fucking funny i don't know wonder <laughs> please let me read my handwriting later because oh i'd love that god. to be the title of this episode okay <laughs> wonder so bread <laughs> <laughs> so officials at various government agencies including this is great the los angeles county board of supervisors the la county district attorney the california senate Subcommittee on Police Official um, Officer Conduct and the United States Commission on Civil Rights have all heard testimony on the violence inflicted on communities at the hands of these deputy gangs oh for God. decades. <gasps> for decades. 
What? I, no, oh, I'm, I'm oh, shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm yeah, shocked. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, like I'm just this scratching is a, my head and shocked at the same time. This that's talked about, but nobody does anything because one, like they'll come back on other deputies who are like, this motherfucker did X, Y, Z to me. They torture other deputies <gasps> who fucking say things or maybe don't say they're just oh like, like threaten them to like join them it's like fucking crazy and plus of course the community can't speak out at least at least right. they didn't for a while it does come down to where like the vikings get fucked because they're and then it's just i can imagine if you're a new officer yeah and having pressure from yes. older off oh yes my God, it's bad is- so it's I not all the it's not that, all the cops in the department. It's like a little group of cops in the department. You but know? but the fact that there were so many yeah. hubs, yeah. Me, there, there's some kind of yes, they know it's about it. It's yeah. A, yeah. Well, we're under Lee Baca, who was allowing fucking people to run yes. wild in that goddamn county. So deputy wow. deputy gangs have killed at least 19 people, <gasps> all of whom were people men of color. Of course, um, at oh least four of them God. had mental illness. Oh come on, Mom, bro. Los Angeles County keeps a list of the lawsuits related to the deputy gangs because that's what starts to happen. Is like somebody, one a family member gets killed, and they're like, yeah, you know, and it's like 18 shots. It's like something fucking insane. It's like they've so, gone wild, like the is, Wild West. This is so disgusting. I know. So litigation related to the cases has cost the county just over $100 million over oh. the past 30 years. <gasps> According to Knock LA, uh, which is like a blog site, a profile on, they did a profile on the Lid- Lidwood Kings, um, sorry, Vikings. Private investigator David Lynn has spent years examining deputy gangs in the LA Sheriff's Department. And so this is where he gets into this mentality, which I thought was really, really fascinating. This is It's not uh, an excuse. Is, no, but this is just shocking to me that know. it's decades long. Yeah. And that there are so, it would be one thing if it was like, okay, there's these one or two. Yeah. But that there are so many of them. Yeah. That, that is like crazy. And they had like symbols, like there's a, the, the, the Linwood <gasps> Vikings was an L, which also is flying L, you know, if you went to Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go flying L's, we do this. Okay, anyway. And also this, but you know, all right. Anyway, so he goes into the little bit of like why he, this mentality, which I thought was really fascinating. Again, I'm like, I'm saying it's not an excuse of why this is, but it's like you get in there and it's like you, it's y'all against the world. That's basically how it goes, right? Like that's the thing. So he said in the late 1980s, the neighborhoods in South LA were quote wild in a way, right? So it's like lawlessness almost in these neighborhoods and and but largely because of the law enforcement like the way they ran those Uh, those fucking neighborhoods you know so he said quote there's just so much i know there's so much that leads poverty inequities i mean absolutely so he said quote one of them told me that in order to beat the gangs like a deputy told him um you had to fight them on their own terms you had to be like a gang member and that's their kind of mentality end quote like that's how they went into this is like, we can't just go out there and be like, hey, everybody, I'm your local deputy. It's like, no, they had to almost be like gangbangers to get across this message in their minds. Like, that's how they had, that's okay. why they ganged so, up like this, okay. right? He, um, so he said, he also said he had his own theories about why deputy gangs are so pervasive within the department, which he draws on from his time as a Marine in Vietnam. And he said, quote, this is a little long, but it's, I think it's really good. Quote, in Vietnam, we served in a place where we didn't belong. We really didn't care what happened to the people who lived there. When it was over, we were going home. We were taught that the lives of the Vietnamese didn't carry the same weight as ours and that, our, and, and that of our fellow soldiers. 
soldiers. Similarly, Linwood deputies are paid to drive in to fight a war in a community they have no vested interest in. They spend their days and nights in Linwood abusing and maliciously disrupting the lives of those who look, act, and live differently than they do. Linwood deputies now know, as we knew in Vietnam, that their superiors approve of their actions and that there are no consequences for their acts, end quote. Which wow. is incredible. <clears throat> it's incredible to think well, about that well, way. Well, that line about the no vested interest. That's right. They don't live there. They don't live there. They don't care what happens yep. there. They want to roll in and, and act like they are controlling a situation that they have no understanding about right absolutely absolutely so um the linwood vikings refer to their gang as lvs 25 which is a linwood vario sheriff station 25 Uh, and you would see that marking all over the place like they're tagging they're tagging shit they would tag walls and shit are you (laughs) this is a fucking gang bitch this is what we're doing so this is like the gang wars that they're engaging in with la with actual la gangs like yeah yeah so the oh. August 1990 issue of ALADS Dispatcher, which was the official newspaper of the Association of Los Angeles Sheriffs, Deputy Sheriffs, printed a photo of three Linwood deputies flashing that Viking hand sign that I showed you, that thing. Um, an anonymous Viking told the newspaper that, quote, it's the neighborhood, the environment, what we're up against that makes us Vikings. You have to stay, have a strong ID out there because of the minority element. It's like a war, end quote. It, no, but this isn't a war. No, and by this the way, isn't a war. this is in 1990 this, in a fucking, a, which means all the deputies in that who get that newsletter read this. Like yeah. this isn't. Oh, we are now openly talking about what Violence we're doing on a community. Yeah. The Los Angeles Times reported that the Linwood station boasted a quote a map of Linwood in the shape of Africa, <gasps> the racist cartoons of black men, and the mock ticket to Africa on the oh wall. Oh my god! This was in the station. According to the private investigator who I mentioned earlier, David Lynn, regular activities for the Vikings included murder, assault with deadly weapons, trespassing in, the, in homes, and torture. He said, quote, the people were just terrified. If you were a black or brown person walking down your street, it's fair game. It's really not that much different than from today, end quote. And, and, and for people living in those communities where there is gang violence, and then right. you have a police gang yeah. who, that you don't feel safe with, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Who are you going to, like... And you can't leave. Where are you going to go? Oh, my God. So the Vikings, like I said, spray-painted walls and power poles oh my God. around their like, jurisdiction to mark their turf. Oh, these guys are such... <laughs> An LVS 25 tag even reportedly turned up at the Los Angeles County Criminal Court outside of the door of Judge Lance Ito, who oversaw the O.J. Simpson case. Oh, my case. God. <laughs> that guy. That's a long that every, troll. We are oh trolling God. him for a long time with this coat. Everybody hated him so much. <laughs> so they're over there fucking tagging yeah. his wall outside his office. Remember how he would, like, sit? The way he would, like, yeah. sit? It was just this, this whole thing. <laughs> um, so two deputies were reported Lance seeing Eagle. LVS 25 carved onto two additional vehicles. The Vikings even adopted street terms to communicate with each other, referring to a mem- members to members of their little gang as homeboys. Oh, come and veteran, on. Veteran officers as OG. Oh, my oh, God. Gee. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that, that, like the irony of this it's is so like, dorky. I can't, I can't get like, past it. It's like fucking. I can't get past it. Like, that they, don't, they, they don't see what they're doing. But they're fucking. Dorks, too. Oh like, my god, yo, yo, OG, yeah. I even fuck, get the fuck out of <laughs> here, white boy. What the fuck? OG, <sighs> a group of Vikings who covered the early morning shift called um, themselves the OGCF, which means original gangster crime fighter. Oh my, oh, this, and is... then later they would incorporate like Spanish slurs for black people, like they oh. would say, Yeah, it was fuck, girl, this is crazy. So, 
1985, the Vikings found a new set of victims, other deputies. Deputy Kathy Kay recorded form like Oh, women. Okay. Yeah, but there's women like also that are in the gang. So this woman went after an, um, uh, another officer. So Deputy Kathy Kay recorded former Lu- Linwood Lieutenant Walker Force's, pers- his name was Walker Force, personal car as stolen into the county com- computer. So she goes into the computer and puts another deputy's personal car has been stolen, is, is stolen. So oh, if, no. so if somebody, it's if a deputy a- rolls up behind him and runs his tag, it's going to come back because that's yeah. a stolen vehicle, right? Oh my God. That's dangerous. So she also, um, she also said the driver was armed and dangerous <gasps> in the documents. Well, the, isn't that a crime? Yeah. So Kay, she, so she was charged with making a false criminal report, but was ultimately acquitted by a jury after a 10 day trial. Force's testimony illuminated the tactics. That, so th- this officer has in the trial for Walker Force, whose car was reported yeah. stolen, has to testify at the trial. And so he starts saying all of these things that they've been doing to him oh, and other and now officers. now it's on the record. Right. So his testimony illuminated the tactics the Vikings employed yes. to harass other Ooh. sheriff's deputies members. Um, he, he testified that he and other top Linwood brass were reportedly harassed by vel- fellow deputies. They're going after the people in charge of the department. They don't wow. give a fuck. So he they said, think, they think that they're tough. Yeah. And they're going to get away with it. Wow. Look, she just got off on this trial, right? Like that was it. Wow. So he said the captain of the station at the time, Nick Popovich, uh, had obscene phrases spray painted in his parking spot. Force was received prank phone calls, had the Kent, the fender kicked off his car wow. and received a Valentine's day gift with a dead rat inside. <gasps> He also said the deputies tried to run him down with in their car. In a separate police report, for, uh, Force wrote that two hearses were dispatched to his house at 3 a.m. Uh, in 1989, Captain Burt Cueva arrived at the Linwood station and publicly pledged to phase out the Viking symbol after a resident expressed concern over how it was perceived in the majority people of color neighborhood. The new captain said he knew of at least one instance where the gang's tag was scratched into the horn of the steering wheel of a patrol car. Quavo removed a large behavior. Is this Quavo removed a large Viking flag hanging in the station and replaced it with one showing representation of the area. And of course, this angered the Viking members, and they stole the flag. Oh my god! (laughs) Members of the senior brass were subjected to constant harassment from the deputy gang members. Sergeant Pippin, a black man who was later became a member of the Vikings, he received a loaded gun in the mail, rigged to fire upon the package opening. (gasps) So wait, did he just join because he's like, probably uh, uh, like I got this yeah. harassment needs to stop. Who wants to get the, uh, that is crazy. Yeah. Are these people going to jail for attempted murder, for Girl. harassment, for terrorism? Girl, Girl. No. Okay. please. Sergeant Stan White allegedly had dead dogs placed in the back of his car. Animal feces placed under the hood of his car. Jesus. Cow tongues hung in his locker and guns pulled on him. He was eventually relocated outside of the Linwood station. They're just like, peace, get me out. Just peace, 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 yeah. peace. Let me let me get the fuck out of I here. I mean, I, I I don't understand. Where's the HR? Yeah, Clifford Where's Yates. Where's the HR department? Oh, please. Yeah, they're getting dead dogs put yeah. in their fucking uh, trunks. Yeah, where does the police go? And then they go continue the to oust their superiors. Them. Like, they would do this, and the superiors yeah. would be like, please transfer me, and they'd put somebody else in there, and then that would happen. Like, this was wow. just all that would happen for decades, right? But who's the higher, the, the high level? That Lee Baca. Oh, that Lee fucking well, Baca. Who is, yeah, you're right, Go you're listen right. to episode, what did I just say, 73? He's fucking corrupt as yes. hell 
Remember, that's the one, Tina, where they found there, there, there was all kinds of horrible shenanigans happening yes. in the jails. And there was, they, the FBI was investigating secretly. Yeah. And they handed an inmate a phone. Oh, yeah, 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 And they found the phone and they, they looked at the phone number and it went back to an FBI investigation. And they're like, oh, shit. They took that, they took that prisoner and transferred him and changed his name. And yeah, put him and in another they hid jail. him and they hid him they for hid years. Him? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was that's for years, who, but. They, that's who we're dealing with. Yeah. This is, this is who we're dealing with. Wow. Okay. So uh, to join the gang, the deputy had to be willing to do things like falsifying reports to prove loyalty to fellow deputies. James Mueller, a civil rights attorney who went on to pursue cases against the Vikings, says this mentality is common throughout law enforcement. And he said, quote, since 1988, I've been doing this and I've never, ever seen a deputy or police officer report another officer for excessive force, end quote. So this is normal. Like they're never going to come out. It's that thin blue line. Well, yeah. And and again, like who protects the police from the police? Right. It's, it's very, where do you go? This is the scary part. Like where where do you you go? Like FBI, right? Like that's all we can really do. So Lynn, uh, that private investigators uh, investigation confirmed that the Vikings would award tattoos to members who prove themselves. And each member of the gang um, would get a number tattoo. The highest number that they found was this nine, nine, eight. So, so um, and that's like way, initiation, like well, gang initiation. So whatever, whatever you did to break the law, there's a code that goes with it, right? Like you call like, Hey, code one, four, three. I just, yeah. whatever, something happened. Like there's codes that go for the radio right. and this nine, nine, eight symbol would be tattooed on you. And that stood for officer involved shooting. So if the officer <gasps> shot somebody that part, oh that's like a, re- a reward in the gang, you'd oh get this nine, nine, eight tattoo. And it was a mark of pride. This is like, a, like a mark a, this of is like a perverted, like getting your Girl Scout badge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nine, nine, and nine, nine, eight, I guess was the one that, you know. Wow. Yeah. So when the gang was, while the gang was made, mostly made up of white men, they would occasionally recruit deputies of color, like Paul Tanaka, who was uh, Asian American. Uh, the gang also added some Latin, Latinx and four black uh, members, but deputies of color who joined the group had their tattoos modified to denote their heritage. So they really, they weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to really get the same oh tattoo as the white guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I, I'm, this is so beyond shocking to me. So uh, March 7th, 1988, Tanaka was involved in a very controversial killing of a Korean American in Long Beach, sparking outrage among the Korean American community leaders. Um, Hong Piao Lee was shot and killed by Tanaka and four other deputies following a car chase. Like it was 18 shots. It was a lot. And the deputies said that Lee tried to run them over, but there was witnesses that were like, that didn't happen. But what, why um, were they chasing him down? Do you know? Like he what his- had, well, he had a past. I read a lot about him actually, cause his f- parents were first gen or, you know, he was a first generation. So I read a lot about how the first generation is torn because there's so many, um, ways that they, are, their parents are very old school, yeah. but they're American. The right. kids are American, right? So they're like, you know how this yes. is. You know, this is how you were you yeah. know, raised. But it's like very like traditional versus, but I'm American. And, and so assimilating. He really, and, yeah, and yeah. so he really couldn't, he had a hard time like being in both worlds. He got into drugs and things like that. But um, he had uh, not a warrant, but he had a ticket out for him. And if he had gotten another, or he had had a ticket, if he got another ticket for something, he was going to get into a lot of trouble. Okay. And so his family was saying he was running because he didn't want to get in trouble. It was oh. some sort of traffic so, stop. Yeah, so it wasn't. And he cha- they chased him. He didn't do anything major. No, but he was okay. afraid of what the outcome of that would be. And then and they so, just shoot him 18 times. And he gets shot 18 times. times and he gets killed. And they, you know, said, oh, he tried to run me over. It was like a whole thing. Um, but of course, because America, 
Uh, the deputies were la- later found to have been justified in shooting of by the district attorney's were. office. But the family did sue, and the, the sheriff's department had to settle with them for a million dollars, which it's, it's not a lot. No. So what yeah. happens? A lot of families and, and people in the community started to approach attorneys and were like, you know, my family member was killed. Yeah, or my, this or, is, uh, is enough, know, a, enough beating, already. Beating enough people already. To, to an inch of their, their death. You know what I mean? Like, it's just in, like, but all these attorneys were like, we can't, there's no winning cases against cops. Like we, it's very hard to prove these cases. And so they, what they decided to do was like a class action lawsuit. Okay. To like pile all these cases together and be like, here's all this evidence of shit that's been going on. And like, maybe we'd have a better chance. Right. Yeah. So in September, 1990, over two dozen civil rights attorneys compiled their claims and filed this class action civil rights suit in federal court. The case was met with skepticism by the local press and many of the victims stories were ignored or forgotten. Right. Oh, because great cops, press. Like, yeah. Great, you know? great newspaper. Yeah. Reporters. And at the time, many <laughs> held the belief that police and district attorneys could do no wrong. Like this was, you know, the cases weren't won or cases were yeah. like charges were dismissed against these police. So, um, a lot of the sheriff's department was like, they're not gangs. They're social clubs. Oh, like they're, okay. <laughs> they're just really good friends hanging out. Oh God. In October, 1991, us district judge Terry J Hatter jr. Issued a preliminary injunction directing the 8,000 officers and 4,000 other employees of the sheriff's departments to abide by deputy de- department regulations, particularly those dictating when deputies can use force and how to conduct searches. So this judge is looking over all these things and he's like, what the fuck yeah, is going what on is there? Going on? In the final, Hatter wrote that a quote neo-Nazi white supremacist gang of deputies exists while policymakers in the department tactfully authorize deputies unconstitutional behavior end quote like he's basically saying you have white supremacist gang you're letting it happen that's right as court proceedings uh for the federal class action suit dragged on the Vikings continued to wreak havoc on the residents of Linwood on May 7th 1995 a 24 year old Jose Neves was shot in the back during a botched raid like again, like uh, you going into someone's house that you don't have a fucking going the wrong house and you shoot somebody. Yeah, Neves was also a witness to one of the incidents documented in the federal lawsuit. Oh, hmm, coincidence. Hello, coincidence. Five days. Much? How about this? Five days later, young crowd member uh, Freddie Fueva shot and killed uh, Leonwood deputy Stephen Blair in retaliation. So now we've got now we have a, uh, a fight. gangs uh, versus oh gangs. Oh my god. At Blair's funeral, sheriff de- deputies passed out lapel pins bearing the Viking symbol. This is uh, so beyond shocking to me. Yeah. So a month later, the federal trial begins and the case went to a jury trial and focused on Darren Thompson, Thomas, um, who was taken from his home to the Linwood station and beaten. So they're focusing on one case yeah. in the, in the, in the uh, lawsuit. The county moved to settle and the plaintiffs celebrated their victory. So they were awarded $7.5 million with an additional $1.5 million earmarked for sheriff's department's reforms. Um, The Los Angeles Times reported several weeks later that attorneys for the county estimated that if all the the class action Linwood cases went to trial, the potential damage in attorney fees could have reached $18.9 million. Wow. And of course, then the Linwood station is shut down. Yeah. (laughs) And all of the officers- Went to other stations. Oh, great. That's With, it. And that's it. That's it. No other repercussions. No. I mean, do you, I mean, some of them have to still be, well, this well, is 20. So the only one that like I talked like, focus ago. on that, Paul Tanaka is he's in prison because yeah. that, that went on. But, uh, with the, the, well, the rest corruption. of them are probably all retired now. Yeah. That's it. Retired collecting that pension. Yeah. 
but, collecting but that a, pension but and apparently these life. gangs still exist like these oh gangs they are ha- still that's what happening. i'm wondering like yeah. they, did they not they, like i can't imagine it disappearing no they probably just got smarter about covering it up yeah <sighs> i know isn't that terrifying it's at, at because you know i when we started to do this work like what five years ago with um political work um, I remember being in a meeting and it was like basically talking to white women about like wake the fuck up kind yeah. of meeting. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, they say when you, if somebody breaks into your house or something happens, who do you call? And we're like the police. And they're like, we can't call the police. And I was like, damn, yeah. you know, it's a whole, it's, it's a, a whole, whole thing. Yeah. It's scary as fuck. Yeah. You know, where you don't, the police aren't on your side. You don't know how it's going to go if you call the police. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's frightening. It's really, it's upsetting. <sighs> I know. Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From From the the Infectious Infectious Groove Podcast. Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. All right, well, what's your, what do we got going on today with you? All right, mine is thing? short. I was going to say short and sweet, but it's not very sweet. Oh, God, sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Ew. Short and sour. Short and All sour. All right, so, <laughs> so I'm today. Yes. I'm going to tell you the story of Daniel Pegg. Okay. So after years in education, first as a teacher, then as a principal, Daniel Peggs was elected as superintendent of the Mm. Altoona School District in 2019. Is this Florida? But it's Wisconsin. Okay, sorry. But after an FBI probe, Peggs is arrested for child trafficking. No! No! Oh, it's I been know, so long I since know, you've done a I child know, fucking I well, story. I can't. Yeah, I mean, this this Ugh. story. So our story takes place in Altoona, Wisconsin. And at first, when I heard Altoona, I was like, oh, Pennsylvania. I think there's Florida, too. Yeah, and I yeah. think there's a Florida, too. But this is Wisconsin, and it's in uh, Eau Claire County, and it's fairly small. It's 8,000 people, like, in oh, this wow. whole. Wow. And, you know, there are some high schools down here that have, like, yeah. half that many people just in the school. Yeah, so this yeah. is very tiny. Dang. The nearest big city is Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And that's about 200 or so miles away. Mm. So this is a small kind of area. And the Star Tribune reported that the school district, the entire school district of Altoona had about 1,600 kids. So that's like from K through 12. So again, a very small, teeny tiny little area. All right. So... Um, I have a little bit of background on this guy. He went to high school in Green Bay. He went to college at the University of Wisconsin, uh, Eau Claire. He earned a BS in secondary education, which is a typical like a six through 12 mm-hmm. um, uh, certificate. Then he earned his master's from Concordia University, which is like one of those online schools for educators. I don't, I mean, it's not like, a, I don't want to say it's not super rigorous, but I don't think it's super rigorous. Mm. Um, and he got his EDD, which is his, uh, the doctorate in education from Edgewood college. And he was pretty young when he got elected as superintendent, um, because prior to that, he, he worked as a seventh grade science teacher for Mm. four years, then as a principal of Altoona middle school for five years. Mm. So he was like in his early thirties when he gets elected to the school board. Yeah. And uh, according to the Green Bay Press-Gazette, when he was elected, he wanted to help rebuild trust in the district. And he said at the time, quote, 
The staff here are top notch and the families have supported me. It seems like the right fit. Hmm. So he was very engaged. He was, you know, this young, vibrant, enter- you know, energetic guy. And he would post pictures online. I'm he would already go suspicious. To the, he would go to the football games. Oh, He'd go, no. you know, to the plays. Like he, no. you know, he engaged in all the activities and was, you know, within the community. It wasn't like he's this superintendent and he's not, you know, and right. like just sort of helming the ship. Like he really painted himself as someone who cared and as a family man he would bring his wife and um oh. his four daughters like, oh my god to the event so like you know everyone just kind of like like this guy oh god this is not gonna end well <sighs> all Sorry. right so let's just jump into what happened oh god help so me. wqow news 18 reported that for months Pegs engaged in sexual acts with a minor. Oh! The allegations were that Pegs met up repeatedly with a 17-year-old. Um, he also met her along with other men to have group sex with her <gasps> in exchange for money. Oh, my God! Yeah. Yeah. No! And he also filmed these encounters. What? Yeah. So Pegs claimed that he was unaware of her age and he thought that she was 19 and supposedly she showed him some sort of like very realistic ID that indicated she was 19, but, um, like that, there's, I know there's a couple different sources. And one says that like when he supposedly learned of her age, he still kept photos of her on the phone and things like that. And the victim claims that he knew how old she was the entire time. And so I'm going to default to the victim here Uh, and believe her. The U.S. Attorney's Office from the Western District of Wisconsin reported that the victim came forward when she was 20 years old oh my God, and said she was girl. exploited by several men when she was 17, and oh. Daniel Peggs was one of them. Oh, my so, God. So, you know, she had those encounters, and then at 20, like, she she came forward. So, like, clearly, this is something that, that um, she felt traumatized by. Yeah, this, you she know? wasn't that into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, apparently, assholes. the victim met a man named Brian Ragon at a Renaissance festival in Minnesota in 2015. Oh my God. So the story is taking place in Wisconsin, but she was at this Ren Fest in Minnesota. And for those of you who don't know what the Renaissance festival oh, is, please, come on. it's this traveling festival where it's like, you know, everyone's dressed up in the, the Renaissance clothing and they have like the big chess games and you drink the meat and oh you know, God. it's whatever they, they come here every year. Yeah. I've never um, been. I I kind of am interested. Yeah. Oh, I've gone. Oh, I'd love to do it. Yeah. It's. I'll have to tell you a story oh. about the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> is it a? Is it safe for Patreon? Oh, I could do a Patreon. Okay, we'll do cool, a Patreon. Cool. <laughs> it's you better pay that money. You want to hear oh, it? Oh my god. <laughs> so, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, they met at that fair, and then they each go back home. So she goes to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and he was from North Carolina, right? Okay. So he goes back, and when. He went home. He starts posting pictures of her <gasps> on Craigslist for group sex encounters in Wisconsin. So he engages with her and somehow this is, um, he, he convinces her to do this. And the victim, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, she, you know, had a, a pretty rough upbringing. Wow. She was using drugs and yeah. she was doing sex work from 15 years old. So then she encounters this man who takes advantage of an already I, I bad situation you, for this girl and sets up this whole Craigslist thing. I have a thing. I, I, I'm <sighs> trying my best. I think it's my age. Uh, I just, and I know I'm, I, I'm pro sex work. I get it. I totally do. Yeah. I just, at, at 15, there's a part of me that's no. just like, what the fuck are we, are we doing? Like, I, I just, 
this is, it's just so fucking sad because that kind of thing, like, right. how do you really know? And it's like, and it's also, if somebody's doing sex work, even at 19, right. I don't know. I'm so torn. It's, like it's, I, I love a Cardi B. I love, yes. like, I love that. I love that wet ass pussy song. I fucking love it. Yes. I could rap it for you right fucking now. <laughs> Megan the stallion yes. is like just graduated a few months ago. Got her fucking, I think master's degree. And, like she's, she, these are brilliant women who are advocating for you to use your body yes. to pay their tuition, yeah. you know, to pay their bills. And I, I love this idea of like, like that empowerment. Owning absolutely. It. This I is fucking like, love that. It's like you have something that someone's going to pay for. Like I totally get it. It's the oldest profession. It is. And I, so I support it, but I also question like this kind of thing. Like there is yes. like, so what has happened? What it, has it, happened? And it's not necessarily someone who's been victimized already right, in their right, life. It right, could right. be like just someone who's owning their fucking shit. And right. I, applaud it I do but I do hesitate and I and I, I I think it's an older mentality I do like these younger women today they they are free and open and do these yeah, things which is and, lovely like our friend we have a friend um who advocates for this kind of thing and I totally get it I just there's a part of me like this where I go well but is she a yeah. victim of something right has something right. happened you know what I mean? Like right. there's and two I think, different and I, kind and I, of women there. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, know. I think you're right. I think that there are women who um, have that ownership of their body yeah. and this is something that and they are am- fully, and to me, it's ama- that's amazing, amazing that it's they amazing. are fully like, this is what I want to do. Yes. But then I think there are victims who are, I mean, we have human trafficking right. and we have these other things. And, and this is, this, this yes. situation seems like an adult male who saw yes. something in this girl and set this thing up because she is still a minor. Yeah. And she was vulnerable. And I feel like if, if there's any, if there ever is going to be a situation where a man can take advantage of someone and victimize them, they do it. And so they're not all good guys, right? Like this is just, it just fucking, it just scares me. It's a little scary to me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. It's important. I think it's an important conversation. And I would love to talk to just someone about those different boundaries. Well, we I'm going to try to get her on the show because yeah. she's going to start a podcast and I'm going to try to get her on the show. And I'd I think love we should to, do a little more because it's an important conversation to have. She's very bright and she's, oh, and I think beautiful she could, and beautiful. And I think amazing. she could totally bring a, a, a point of view to this that, I mean, you know, yeah. I respect all points of view, but you know, like I said, I worry about these poor girls. I, I worry about these girls. I know. You know, please God help, help them. So Pegs was one of the men who answered the ad. God, this fucking guy. And, but when he answered it, it was under an alias of Jake Thompson. And uh, Regan uh, then told Pegs to get other men for the group sex meetups. So Pegs answers it. And then he's like, hey, can you get some other guys and like what? get this thing happening? And Pegs allegedly got the hotel room. He met with the girl. He brought in other dudes and recorded these encounters that then he would send to that guy. Cause he wants to see this is so it, insane. It's, it's it's so he and uh Ragoon, I, I don't know if it's Ragon, Ragoon, um, kept in touch to keep these encounters going. Um, but he also met up with the victim individually too. So he would have these group sex encounters and then he'd meet with her separately. And WGOW News 18 reported that this went on from October 2015 till about May 2016. So he wasn't superintendent at the time, but he was like principal of a middle school. I don't, yeah. I mean, and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel also noted that during one of these encounters is when Pegs learned that she was underage. Ugh. And supposedly they didn't have any other encounters again until she turned 18. But again, he received photos of her after he knew, 
you know, her age and he kept them. And I, again, I want to note that other sources indicate that he did know the entire time. So there are these two conflicting, um, narratives kind of happening. Please. He fucking knew. And Calm down. I know this is for me that this is a man who's exploiting this girl. Absolutely. You know? And she came forward to the police. So he trafficked her to other men for these group sex encounters. So to me, you know, like you, someone doesn't go forward to the police unless like they feel victimized, Absolutely. you know? And so, and for her to wait all these years, That's you know, right. I mean, it's, her. and it's hard. Maybe it's she got sober. Who knows what happened, but she's understanding that she was fucking traumatized. Right. And vict- she's a victim and, of these and, fucking people. And I'm sorry. 17, 19. These are children. If she, 20, looks, if 20. she looks young, Tina, give me a break. Let me tell you something. Give me a break. Let me tell you something give right now. Give me a break. I went last night. Last night I went out in Fort Lauderdale with our friends for that first pub crawl. Yes. It was incredible. I haven't been in downtown Fort Lauderdale like out at night. Ooh. In probably 20 years. That sounds fun. The kids I'm so sad line, I missed it. The kids in line to get into bars, they look like my daughter to me. They yeah. look like teenagers. Yeah. They're but young. they're 21. Yeah. But they're so young. They look like little babies. I, I, come on. Yeah, they don't they, They're not cooked, not yeah. fully cooked. <laughs> I mean, 20 years old, my uh, God. That's so crazy. Yeah. So when she came forward in 2019, they an investigation gets launched. When you look at me like that, I know something's about to happen. And in February 2020, Pegs is arrested. So at the time, WQOW News 18 reported that the Department of Justice's indictment alleged that, quote, Pegs recruited and maintained a relationship knowing that the individual was a minor and would be caused to engage in a commercial sex act. Oh, God. All right. So that's what the Justice Department put out. Yeah. Right. I also found reports that indicated that along with the video of the victim, Pegs had other instances of child porn. Oof. One may have involved a child under 12. However, oh. the leader telegram reported that he may not have known about those files because it was buried in music files that he downloaded. So like back in 2008, you know, like when everyone was like downloading stuff from like LimeWire, I don't know if they were still doing that then, but dumping this music and in there embedded. Oh my God. So then I'm Are like, you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. So I'm like, oh God. I'm, you know, yeah, what we, the used fuck's down, on the computer? we used to download I'm gonna, shit. All I got the time. a PC here. I'm going to go burn that shit. <laughs> Holy so, cow. So his tr- the charges were one, uh, sex trafficking a minor, mm. two counts of producing child porn. Oh my one God. One count of possessing child porn, two counts of receiving child porn. And after Pegs is charged, he's placed on house arrest. And in March 2020, the school board fires him. And rightfully so. Yeah. And the pandemic. And, and the, the thing that the thing I know, and then the pandemic, Double the thing punch. that is, um, you know, he's in education and mm. in education, we're constantly like learning about like, you know, you have to watch these videos on human trafficking on this stuff. So uh, like, this is stuff that, that you have to, he's aware and you have to recognize, and he is knowingly participating in this. Oh my gosh. This is awful. So former school board president, Robin Elvig told up North news quote, Pegs is the last person you would have thought would be involved with a crime like this. We thought we had found the right person to take us to a better place. And then this happens and it's so devastating. Yeah. And a parent had this to say to WAOW news nine, Quote, you never expect it in a town like this. Everyone knows everyone. Having something like this happen is just shocking and disturbing. What if it was one of my kids and I don't know about oh it? Oh my God. And a former student from the middle school where Pegs was principal said, quote, he was one of the best principals we had. Just kind of don't want to believe it, you know, especially for Mr. Pegs, who we have all grown up to know, to love. 
It's a I betrayal. Mean, it's a betrayal. I mean, it's a betrayal. I, I, I don't know. It's, so it's so insane. It's so insane. Yeah, but that's how it always is. It's always like he was the nicest. He's guy. the nicest guy. You know. And and I want to clarify that this girl was not a student in the school no, district. No, no. You know, that but she even, was not a student of the school. There was nothing like that. But even the but the, she's the still nice, a child. Absolutely. But the, the the nice guys are they're overcompensating a little yeah. bit too much. You know Ooh. what I mean? Oh, he's involved in this. He's involved in that. He's a little too involved. This just happened. I think in Texas something came out. Yeah. There was a wrestling coach, and they uh, found all kinds of shit. And he's been coaching like one-on-one all this stuff yeah, for years for they found years. all kinds of shit on no, his computer. we hear that all the time mm-hmm. like in co- god so during all of this pegs's attorney tried to say that because there were so many men involved because of like the group sex um encounters that somehow the victim has conflated her account and attributed <gasps> her encounters with other men all to pegs oh! Oh! she's just confused about who it was I well, hate, there's like, gonna be no confusion when you die, fucking lawyer. I mean, You're going this, straight to hell. And these attorneys, this is like, insane. how do you? I, that's the I, one thing with the law that, like, I, I don't know how, how do they do defend? it. How, yeah, do you defend how do they do it? Disgusting people. Oh my god. They and everyone has story. the right. Like, I understand that. I understand that. But still, like, I mean, it yeah, takes a certain shame. kind of person. Shameful. It takes a certain kind of person. Wow. Uh, WQOW News 18 reported that in July 2021, Pegs pleaded out. So he took oh, a deal. Okay. And at the time, he pleaded solely to possession of child pornography. And the judge, uh, who was uh, James Peterson, he accepted the plea. And that plea did carry a maximum 10-year sentence. Mm. And according to that same news site, WQOW News 18, Peggs was sentenced in federal court to um, eight years in prison and 10 years of supervised release. Wow. And Peggs had this to say, I should not have been doing what I was doing, and I'm sorry. Judge Peterson had this to say, Mm -hmm. there were red flags all over the place because the victim looks so young. Mm. As an educator, he should have been alert of the vulnerabilities. I mean, there is is no excuse for this. And the U.S. Attorney's Office did note that the judge did not really believe that Pegs didn't know she was a minor. And basically, Pegs would do whatever it took to hook up with this girl. Like, the judge is like okay, you're taking this plea deal, but like, I know, like you, you know, like he said, like the victim looked young, like you knew, you of all people should know because you're trained in this. Like, so, um, I wonder, and, but he never had any other encounters or that we know, well, like maybe there were more that we don't know that we don't know about with other, uh, with girls. other, yeah, with other online, who knows, yeah. who knows. So I feel like it sucks that he took this plea because he just has this like, yeah, he doesn't have the trafficking charge, right? It's just the, the porn yeah. charge. And, um, when I was reading about it, cause I was like, this doesn't seem to be harsh enough. Like this guy's an asshole, you know? Um, but when I was reading, um, uh, several articles were talking about how, like in cases like this, like a plea protects the victim okay. because if it had to go to trial, she would have to testify. Mm. She would risk being attacked, like having someone like, you right. know, bring up that she's been a sex worker since she's 15 or her drug, you, you know, like it, it's just going to be an attack of this victim and which is probably going to be another traumatic event for the victim Mm -hmm. and so in the end it's better for the victim to just have the plea like he's going to jail and like that that they don't have to go through i mean his life's something traumatic um and according to wqow news 18 um she did read a victim statement Mm. at trial and she said uh, the emotional toll it took to watch him come and do this to someone his student's age left a black hole in me. 
This baby. I know. She's so brave, though, to go up there and speak. Yeah. So the aftermath. So that guy, Ragon, like the guy who originally like put the Craigslist That's out, what I was going to ask. Where's he was sentenced guy? to 20 years with 30 years supervised release. So while this Holy was happening shit. in Wisconsin, yes. boom, North they, Carolina. they take him there and oh, he goes down. I was hoping you were going to say something yes. like this. Thank God. Yes. And this then, piece of shit. I mean, what a He garbage. must have been doing that to other girls, oh, too. Yes. Come on. 20 years. Ugh. So what? after release from prison, Pegs will also have to register as a sex offender for 15 years. Yeah, he's, he's over his um, Ron Walsh, this guy, Ron Walsh, was put in as interim superintendent. Pegs did not receive any salary uh, while this went on. And according to the interim superintendent, Walsh, quote, he's only receiving required benefits. The law requires us to pay out his accrued vacation and personal days. And that will expire, we think, on March 24th. Um, at which time he's certainly going to be unable to report back to work in that clause of the contract. So we think the contract is going to, in essence, evaporate at that point. So they're like, wow. that was 2020. They're like, you're done. Like, bye. So some points of interest. Um, so again, like about that pleading out, it's clear he, like I said, that he got off easy, but he was sentenced in December 2021 and they don't take him to prison until July, January 6th. And I was annoyed because they were like, that way he can spend the holidays with his family. And I was like, why does he get to spend the holidays with his family? Yeah. Listen, like, you like, get found guilty, December, you go right go to jail. Go straight to jail. Like, yeah. why, do you, why do you get this leeway? I, I didn't understand that. Like, it was a little annoying to me. Mm. You know, like, you, like, goodbye. Yeah. His wife, Ashley Peggs, submitted a letter to the court and part of it read, quote, I am scared and disturbed by his lack of ownership in the matter and lack of remorse for what he has done. Damn, bitch! Even in light of all that has happened, it stuns me that Dan has still never apologized to any of the girls. And she also requested- The daughters, the, you mean? His daughters, wow. yeah. And she also requested he get the maximum sentence possible. Oh my I mean, God. She must have been devastated to find oh out- Oh my God, that, I am that, that, shocked by this. Yeah. No, I'm I was shocked. like, good for you. Oh, absolutely. Good for absolutely. you. Absolutely, but like you never expect them to be like- Throw the yes. fucking book in Oh, him. yeah, no, she, but, for you, but Peg's attorney uh -oh. then tries to attack her oh, and this? tried to come after Peg's wife. What a piece of shit because, this guy is. So, so this is what she did. I'm like, oh, I like this girl. <laughs> so she went on social media and she's like, if you're concerned about this case, about what, write a letter to the judge. Ooh. And she put that on there. And so, um, and people did. And Peg's attorney didn't think it was fair and wrote, while Miss Peggs has every right to privately and publicly disparage Peggs as a crummy husband, she doesn't have the right to stand in court cloaked as a victim and exercise a victim's rights. Yes, she does. Wow. Maybe not victim's rights, wow. but she's a fucking victim to this wow. guy. Wow. And yeah. she's like, you know what? So she says, I'm like, God, she's, I love her. So her response, quote, I reflect on the students and staff that invested trust in him as a prominent safe figure in the school. Mm. And I look at my four, four girls' faces each day and oh. my heart breaks for the impact this has oh. and will continue to have on them. It's Come so good. on. Like it's she so does good. not back down. No. And like, so all these letters, like parents, people, you know? Yeah. Good for her. Oh, I love this. Good for her. Yeah. Um, the community ended up raising 20,000 for her and her girls to help because she oh. was a stay-at-home mom and oh, things boy. got tough. But then yes. I also found that they had a fundraiser because in 2022, she was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, what the I know. Fuck? I'm like, ah, I'm like, this, the, you know, she's got these girls and like her Ugh. husband's this garbage guy. I can't. Uh, <sighs> and the investigation never ends. Like this poor woman. God damn it. The investigation found that along with that charge, Pegs was a regular philanderer. 
Oh, uh, well, he had so affairs what, throughout his entire marriage with yeah, many women. I was thinking this. Some were one night stands. Some yes. were long term, like yes. years long relationships. Yes. Like what a garbage guy. Yeah, but that's why. What she, a garbage guy. But that's also why. Like I know this girl was seventeen, and it, it's she's a minor, and he shouldn't be fucking with people like like young children like yes. this, and the videotaping and all of this stuff. Yes. It was totally fucking disturbing monster yes. behavior. But he cheated on her. Right, like that's and what not just it like did. oh this one thing like it'd this be one thing is if it was the like entire molesting children and then he's their Mr. Family Man at all oh, the events. It's so that's gross. why it's easy for her to it's get so up. gross. Yeah, but that's why it's easy for her to get up in front of the court and be, be like, like fuck she, this yes. guy. You know what I mean? So one other thing that happened that I thought was interesting. This is the last little point I have is WQOW reported that this bill went forward as a result of the Pegs case. And it was Assembly oh. Bill 651. And the bill stated that if a parent of a minor, a child 14 or under, wanted to have the child's last name changed so that they don't have to suffer embarrassment or harassment. Ooh. So basically, if a parent is convicted of certain sex crimes, the child's other parent who is asking for the change can move forward without giving any notice to the other, the, parent. The other parent. I love this. And it was placed on the calendar like just this month. Um, in February. Oh, wow. So we'll see if it gets passed. And I like the idea because it's got to be hard for kids, especially a kid in a small community like that oh to now God. bear the name of someone who's done these horrible things and they can kind of move forward. Yes. I love that. Without uh, that. This is a great bill. This yeah. is the kind of work we should be doing. Yes. Okay. Let's yeah. try to protect children, not attack them. Right. And also uh, sexuality and girls and like seeing their father as this like predator yeah and just also someone who can't stop his himself with the with the fucking cheating like yeah your view of men is so fucked like yeah, I, it's just awful it's fucking awful right and that's and when she says it in the court like it's my girls are still going to be yeah. feeling this like for that lawyer to say like you're playing the victim oh this like lawyer. she's got to deal with these her children oh my god and uh, and the crime that their father has done wow like what wow. a piece of trash attorney that was oh my god but that's the story oh. of daniel pegg's Tina. Oh, oh my know. God. I just, <sighs> men. I know it's so fascinating to me because I love them so much. Yes. I love them so much. Yes. I really do. I can never figure them out though. I don't know what's going on in here. I, I know what's going on down here. I don't yeah. know what's going on up here. Like I don't get it. I've never yeah. been able to understand it. Now I have a son and even at like two, when he would like tackle his sister, she'd be like, what is he doing? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand boys. Yeah. I don't understand. Oh my God. You know, their way of thinking. I just try to be as, 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 as you know, kind and supportive of kind my son and as supportive. I possibly and can be. I was just talking to um, someone about this the other day that it, like my job just as a mom to boys yeah. is to make sure um, as they grow that they are, and if they are interested in women yeah. and if that's the path that they go on that they, or no matter who they're interested in, that they are respectful of yes. partners, that they are, that everything has to be consensual. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I that's... constantly have these conversations about respect and <laughs> yes, love and, yes. and, 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 you know, because yeah. they, they like, if we, they don't learn that from us, right. Like, right. What are they going to do? Right. I mean, well, we, I, I told you this last week, uh, at the end of the episode last week, I was screaming, our bodies are nothing, our bodies are nothing, because oh, that beautiful Mildred Fish Harnack, cry. <laughs> that beautiful Mildred Fish Harnack, who I did the story on, they dissected her bodies, and yeah. I was screaming, our bodies are nothing. Yeah. So when I listened to the show after I'm done editing, I was listening to my bathroom like on a Bluetooth speaker, and my son was in the next room, and like an hour later, he could hear it, but like an hour later, we, I was taking him to hockey, and he goes, 
Your bodies are something, mom. Uh, they are something. Like that makes me want to cry. <laughs> it's so. And I it took me a second to so be like, important. "What the hell is he talking it's about?" So important. And then I said, I mean, "Oh my god!" I said, "Son, this is like that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard." You know what I mean? And I said, "You but know, but it's important for them yeah. to know." But then from I go into age. my whole thing about I said, "You are a white boy who's going to be a white man." I said, "You sit in the most privilege in the whole world." And I said, I need you to use your voices and to say that when it's important, right. when it's necessary, because we need you. We right. need you to be supportive of all of these folks who don't have a voice. Like you need to use it in the strong, best way that you possibly can. You know, I mean, I had but to, the same thing with, um, he had a girl that he had a, a little crush on. I yeah. hope he doesn't hate me if he has to hear this, but, <laughs> um, he told a friend who then told everybody yeah. and the girl was really embarrassed. And I said, you know. We got to have respect because not because my son's a mon like a grotesque, it's that uh, age. embarrassing it's that person, age. but like it's, that age. it's the age where it's yeah. like, don't uh, nobody look at me. Yes. Don't point me out. <laughs> don't show me. But I said, you know, you have to have more respect for people than this and that yeah. kind of thing where it's like, you know, I know that porn is going to be happening soon. And I've, I've had that conversation because he's asked me things and I say, the, it's, it's it's a, a fantasy and it's, it's okay. acting it's yeah. a movie this isn't how we treat women it's a it's just something that's made that to and and for whatever, I, ha I had like, that conversation too where it's not often it may not be real representation of what love looks like that's right. and and this, it's and it's, do it's, not it's hard I, conversations I said, I said but you have him, to have them do not expect that that is what a girl wants or a woman wants or that's how she wants to be treated like you have to have 100% respect and when she says that's it I don't want this that's you it stop that's it you stop and move on like that's not a thing <sighs> and if you love somebody and you care about them you don't do you wouldn't continue and try to push or ask I've had to have the conversation about not asking for photos don't send yes, photos yes I had that conversation don't don't, don't no no I said nobody ever wants to see this no nobody I said and then I say to him cuz he has a sister who's th two year, two and a half years older, who he fucking adores. Aww. And so I always use her as an example. And I say, what would you do to a boy who asked your sister for this kind of photo? Yes. Right. And he said, I'd kill him. And I said, okay, well, there you go. Then treat any girl like you would yes. treat your sister. Yes. You know, don't, that don't ever ask respect. for something out of, out of step like that. And we also had the conversation, um, the reproductive rights conversation. Yeah. And I said, I haven't had that conversation. I, I said, well, I had it with my oldest mm -hmm. and I said, you know, your job, is to stand behind these women because we don't hear men's voices in this. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's... Listen, here's the other thing that, you know, because our... It's a our lot of work. Oldest, it's a lot of work. Our oldest are like maybe a year, maybe... maybe. No, they're, they're, they're the same, same age. age. Yeah. yeah. These kids are hearing it. Like you, you were yeah. mentioning to me earlier, there's students that are talking about these, these bills that yes. they're not bringing up. They're just talking they about them talking to about each other. They are talking about it freely to, to each, each other. other in, the, in, in, the, yes. in the classrooms and, and in whatever study hall. But like... These kids understand what's going on. My daughter said to me, because I told her about that don't say gay bill, and she said, I heard at school that this thing passed, and I yes. was like, yeah. Like, she's furious. They're talking about she's it. She's furious about it. So, like, have those conversations. Get Here's the other thing. My kids hate politics because their father and I were so polar opposites with politics, but you have to get them engaged in, and our kids are more engaged yes. probably than other children, but let them know what's going on in their world yes. and why this is bad and why what they can do. And, to, you know, just like get them involved or get a, plant a seed about why politics is important. It's not even, I don't, I hate that word politics. It's not the politics because yeah. that's more like the game. It's it's having a vested interest in your future and, and your having life. a voice, having yes. a voice. We in your community, about, we knowing talked what's about happening that. in your community. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about Ukraine now. And, yeah. and, and my son is like, you know, he can't go back. 
he can't go back to, you know, the Soviet Union. Like, didn't he, you know, like that's going back in time. Like right. that already happened. Like those decisions have been, you know, cause he loves to read history mm-hmm. and he's like went through a whole world war two phase. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, they, they want to have these conversations. Yeah. And, 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 you know, my, he said, he goes, I, I don't want world war three. No. And, and, and the kids are all talking about this too. That's what Pam said to me. They all are my, that's what my daughter said to me. She said the same thing. She came, she said, mom, everybody at school says we're about to go into world war three. I go, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, oh my God. Like, well, you know. and I have older kids who are, you know, I, I teach from, I, I, you know, there's nine through 12 and, and juniors and seniors. Oh, they're going to start drafting, right? They're going to register. Is that what you're talking about? Like, registering well, for the they, draft? they, I had kids go, do you think they'll bring the draft back? Oh, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I was thinking, and my husband and I had this conversation today, if the draft did come back, if things got to such a dire point that like the draft was necessary, it would be women and men now. It did they make that law? I don't know. Yeah. My, I don't know. my ex was always harping I wonder, about that. He was I wonder. Always exing, my, my ex was always harping about... Um, you know, oh, if you want to be equal, you should register for the draft. I go, fucking, then do yes. it. Put it up. I'm fucking, I'll support that. Sure. Draft I women. Just, I just. Who gives a shit? Let's go. What the fuck is, that's a, some argument. Give me yeah. a break. Oh, it's just going to be interesting. I, I uh, But also, uh, if you listen to this, you're probably progressive. My last point is this before our camera dies, is that <laughs> uh, as progressives, we need to vocally say these things to our children because you better fucking believe that the other side is teaching their kids. You yep. see them? You, when, when I was, uh, in 2019, when I was up in for the Women's March in 2019 in D.C., this, the day before was the March for Life, and they bust those kids in from every school yep. around the country. Yep. You better believe they're having the conversation with their children. So don't be afraid to have the conversation with your children about politics, about things that are happening in their community. Gotta do it's it. It's really, 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 really important that they understand who you are, your values, so they're not learning it from someone else, and maybe they'll pick that up from you if they you know, oh. agree with you. But anyway, all right, let's well, get the fuck out of here. Thank you. Oh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.